Happy New Year and welcome to the By His Grace podcast. Friends, this is Misty Phillip and I cannot believe we are entering year five of the By His Grace podcast. I want to begin by thanking all of my listeners around the world. You are the reason I get behind the mic each week and I am so excited about what God is doing in and through the By His Grace podcast this year. Some of the topics that we will be covering this month are spiritual growth. We have an episode that you do not want to miss on the dangers or the pitfalls of technology with your kids. And then we're going to have another episode on navigating the difficult trials with your teens. We also have help for single parents and so much more. God is doing a new thing in and through the By His Grace podcast and through Spark Media. On the Spark Media front, I am collaborating with visual brand strategist Kelly Buckner for the Spark Bold Business Retreat for Christian female entrepreneurs to grow their business and connect with other successful women. If you'd like more information about the Spark Bold Business Retreat, I will put that information in the show notes. I would love to see you in Florida. Now, on today's episode of By His Grace, I welcome Crystal Ward. Crystal is an insightful Bible teacher and inspiring conference speaker. Crystal is a Christian ministry leader with over 20 years of experience in ministry. She is the founder of the nonprofit Grace to Grow that empowers ministers and supports women around the globe. Crystal just launched her new devotional book, Grace to Grow, 40 Devotions to Release Anxiety and Dive into Purpose. No matter how busy you are, Crystal wants you to encounter God's extravagant grace. And I think we could all use some extra grace this year. Please welcome Crystal Ward to buy his grace. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Crystal Ward, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited that you are here. We met recently when I attended your church, and I came because my friend Tracy Mitchell and her husband Robbie were there for revival, and I go to a huge church, and so it was really fun for me to come to your small kind of country church. You know, it's an hour outside of Houston, but the sweetest people in your fellowship and the music and the pastor, the preaching, the everything. And you came up and started talking to me. And when I found out that you had a book coming out, I started asking you, I, you know, I put on my author, speaker, podcaster hat and I started asking you all these questions. You're like, who are you? <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. 
Thank you so much, Missy. Thank you so much for the heart that you have just to to support other women who are in ministry and just telling people about Jesus. So I appreciate you so much. And that was really a Holy Spirit-led conversation, wasn't it? Wasn't that incredible? Yeah, it really was. And just, I knew that the Lord had me there for a reason because Tracy, who I came to see, was sick and wasn't even there. But I thanked her afterwards and said, I'm so glad that you told me about this because the Lord wanted me there. And so it was just a sweet, sweet day and a sweet conversation. And as we were talking, you were telling me you had this book that was coming out. And so I started asking you all these questions like, do you have a launch team? And what are you doing about this? And what are you doing? But you your background is not really as an author. You've been hanging out in the church for a while doing ministry. So I want the audience to get to know you a little bit better. So what has your ministry life look like? Gladly. So I've always known for a long time, actually at a young age, that I wanted to travel and speak and write and lead people closer to Jesus. But that didn't start for me until a little later in life. I have spent the last 20 plus years in pastoral ministry, just building churches, building people, hopefully building the kingdom of God, and specifically hopefully building the kingdom of God in people. And um, throughout that time, I am married to a wonderful husband named BJ. We've been married for 18 plus years and we have three kids and we have a daughter named Abby. She's 14 right now. And then we have Emma who is 11 and Evan who is seven and moms of three all of a sudden you start forgetting ages when you start having multiple children. I don't have any idea how old my children are. They're somewhere around 14, 11 and seven. <laughs> I get it. I've got three, too, and there's quite a space. And then they're, all of their birthdays are in the fall. So I'm like, 20. No, wait, 21. Oh, 23. No, 24. <laughs> So that's great. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that you've been serving in the local church for many years. It's such an important place of ministry. But as you were in this ministry, God gave you an idea for a book, right? And that book is called Grace to Grow, 40 Devotions to Release Anxiety and Dive into Purpose. And you don't know this about me, but... I talk a lot about walking in our purpose because there's so much work that God has for us individually. And as I began to read your your introduction, it talked about being on adventure with Jesus. And that's something that I say all the time because it is, you know, some people think that being a believer is about a list of do's and don'ts, but really... God loves us so much and there's so much grace and he knows the desires of our heart. I believe he puts those desires in our heart and then he's got purpose for us to walk in. But living in this world can kind of cause us to have anxiety and chaos. And so I know that that's all a part of your book. And I loved when you told me that your heart was for for women, a busy women. We're all busy. All of us are busy. It doesn't matter if we stay at home with the kids or if we're in the workforce or what we do. Everyone's busy, but your heart was that they would have an encounter. So tell me more about that. I would love to talk about that. So about for about 10 years, I felt like I was on the go nonstop and entirely sleep deprived. And so, but during that time, you know, I had three children. I have been a working parent. I've been a work from home parent, as many of us have now. And I've been a stay at home parent. And during that time, I was also in 
pastoral ministry. So I'm on the go 24 seven. I not sleeping hardly at all. My children are waking up at all hours of the night, but yet I'm still a pastor and people expect me to have, you know, five words from God and manna from heaven, uh, you know, wisdom at, on the, you know, drop of a dime. And so I began to really seek the Lord and ask him, okay, Lord, how can I stay close to you and connected with you? even though life is so chaotic. And I began to just seek out the Lord. And I really believe that the Lord gave me a plan, very simple, easy to follow steps that we can connect with him and be close to him in every season of life. And so I just began to test out that process and that developed into what is now a ministry, my own ministry. I'm still in pastoral ministry, but I now have my own ministry called Grace to Grow. And then when it was time to write my first book, these are what started to flow out of my life because it's what I've lived. And so that became what is now the book. So I have the ministry, Grace to Grow, but I also have the book, Grace to Grow, 40 Devotions to Release Anxiety and Dive into Purpose. And it really flowed out of that incredibly busy season in my life. And so I'm really excited to be able to put something in people's hands that can help them now, but also could have helped me 10 plus years ago in in that crazy season for me. Yeah, that's so good. So in this book, you talk about a moment in your life where you came to an abrupt standstill and you didn't really know if you were going to recover. Can you take a minute and share about that? Yeah, there's a lot of stories in the book and some of them are mine and some of them are from people I know. And I tried to really write stories that were relatable and enjoyable to read. But this one is really, really close to home. And I actually didn't talk about it for years. It it was too painful until the Lord started to deal with my heart and say, it's time to redeem this story. And he, he was dealing with me about putting it in the book. And I I was, I fought him on it, Uh, but, but he wants to use this story to hopefully help other people that are maybe going through similar situations or that can relate. When my youngest son, uh, he's seven now, but when he was four months old, so imagine four month old, that's not a lot different than a newborn. And he had a reaction to some medication that caused him to have seizures. And he didn't have just a few he had over 70 conservatively in one month. And the impact of that as on me as his mom, I, I felt like I was losing my mind. There's a story on it in the book where I, I unpack it a little more. And But not only that I was losing my mind during that 30 days, but the repercussions of that stayed with me for several years. The anxiety that I battled, I felt like I felt like every time I looked in the monitor, the baby monitor, or every time I looked in the rearview mirror at him in his car seat, that he was going to be having a seizure for years after he had stopped having them. And so I I deal a lot with anxiety in the book because I've battled it so much in my life. And I feel like that story that happened to me, that time that happened to me and to my son, it didn't 
as much cause anxiety as much as it did uncover what was already present. And so the Lord began to help me work through that. And I put many of those things in this book because anxiety is prevalent in our nation. It it really is a plague in America right now for a younger generation. I was doing a, a project recently where I was working on it. I was just doing some research on the state of anxiety and stress in America. And I came across a couple of statistics that are pretty alarming. One of those says that about a third of Americans are so stressed that right now, this this was a recent study, just October of 2022, um, that about one third of Americans are so stressed that they are unable to function. About 60 plus percent of Americans, uh, of young Americans, so under the age of 34, are struggling with stress so much that it's completely overwhelming. Now, stress and anxiety are very similar. Uh, Stress just has an object attached to it. I'm stressed about fill in the blank, but anxiety is just an an all-encompassing feeling of fear. And so I wanted to address that the book is about spiritual growth. It's about being close to Jesus, no matter the season of our life. But I believe that anxiety is one of those things that really hinders us in growing in our relationship with the Lord, because it pulls us out of a state of faith that draws us to the Lord. And so I address that pretty heavily in the book. Yeah. So let me go back to your son having seizures. You know, my son had grand mal seizures and continued to seize over the course of several days continuously. So they were far apart and they got closer and closer. And for those of you who are listening, I just want you to understand that as a parent, you feel absolutely helpless when your child is seizing and there's nothing really that you can do. And it is, you know, I think a moment in time where it can cause you as a parent to have anxiety and to be fearful. I know for years we were concerned you know, if he would have seizures again, whenever he got a really high fever, there was always a concern that there might be more seizures. And thankfully, he's been seizure free for for 20 years now, praise the Lord. But we're still dealing with ramifications from a brain injury of that when that happened. And so I can, my heart just goes out to you. I I know that feeling and it's, it's really hard for others to understand unless they've been through it. And then I just want to move forward with this anxiety topic because you're right. I think the Lord impressed upon my heart at the very beginning when COVID happened and the world went deaf and silent just for a moment as we were all sort of in shock about what was happening. But then the Lord impressed upon my heart because I had to speak for a leadership conference where we were going to do it online. And the message he gave me was, this is a battle of faith over fear. And, And we have seen that play out over the last couple of years. But I think the generation that has really been impacted is that young millennial generation and even the younger kids. So like my youngest son, graduated in 2020 
And so this has had a huge effect. And and I still see people who are walking around afraid. But I love what you said about the difference between fear, fear being we're afraid of something, but anxiety is just that that general, like, the, it's the fear of the unknown. And I think there's so much, if we listen to the news, our world is in is in chaos, right? And so there's a lot of things that could work us up. But I love that you are encouraging people to walk in grace and to grow through that and to allow the Lord to heal and uncover, you know, that that anxiety then to get to what's under the surface. So we don't want to go through those difficult things in life, but those things are the very things that draw us closer to Christ. Yes, absolutely. And and I think maybe we can probably move forward a little bit in talking a little bit more about anxiety because First John chapter four actually says that it is perfect love that casts out all fear. And we know that God is love. But whenever we're struggling with these, when we're struggling with anxiety or whether we're struggling with stress, which statistics show that most of America is right now, it almost feels like our time with the Lord and spiritual growth is for another season. That's not for right now. I'm just trying to survive right now. The Lord understands, but scripture actually tells us that it's receiving the perfect love of God that casts out all fear. And one of the things that I teach is that our relationship with the Lord is actually not just another thing that we do. It is the thing It is actually the thing, the whole reason why we're placed on this earth. So if we will draw close to the Lord, allow ourselves just to receive that love, Scripture tells us that it casts out all fear. It is difficult to be afraid when we understand how truly we are loved and we understand how good our heavenly father is and his thoughts that he has towards us. That fear just begins to melt away because we know that he's good and he will always be good to us. Yeah. So the other morning in my quiet time, I just, the verse came to my mind because I'm like, fighting the all the things that I have to do during the day, along with trying to be still and to be quiet and to really have that moment with the Lord. And he just quickened my spirit with seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So I think a lot of times we worry about all these things, but really the one thing that's the most important thing, if we would just seek him and then, and I love that you said, and then perfect love casts out fear because he loves us more than we can ever imagine. And sometimes we know that in our heads, but we don't know it in our hearts. And so getting that to translate from our head to our heart, to understanding how deeply loved that we are is a game changer because then we can walk in our purpose and our calling because we know that we are are loved. And I think a lot of the problems that young people today are experiencing stem from not truly understanding the love of the Father. And so a lot of the identity crisis and the lies that are being told to them, I think their battlefield comes down to a, a battlefield of of identity is is a huge part of it. And so... You also talk about ways that shame can impact personal growth. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that. 
Yes, absolutely. So, so what I tried to do in the book, we dealt with anxiety a lot because, you know, that's a, a really big issue and, and fear. And then we also touched on some other things. We, I say we, because I have a wonderful team that does ministry in life with me, but, you know, we touched on shame a lot as well. And things that hinder us in drawing closer to the Lord. And and here's the thing. Shame puts us in this place where we feel unworthy to receive the love of the Lord. It's like the Lord says, and you quoted this earlier, or maybe you're recording a different passage, but Matthew chapter 11, the Lord says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. But whenever we're dealing with shame, And I would even think that we can fit mom guilt into the equation of shame. I think that they are really similar. Mom guilt is a big thing for a lot of people. I mean, even even Instagram comparison, you know, we're on Instagram and we see everyone's life. and, And I think that even can compare itself with shame. But it puts us in this place where we say, I can't come to you because... And we fill in the blank. But here's one of the things that I hope every every listener understands this right now. Feelings of unworthiness are not accurate. They may feel real, but they're not accurate scripturally. That's because our feelings of unworthiness is saying that we are unworthy, but our worth is not attached to us. We aren't worthy on our own, but Jesus was entirely worthy and he took his worthy life and he exchanged it for ours. So our worth is not based on our own merit. It's based on the life of Jesus. And so that's why Hebrews chapter four says that we can now, because of Jesus, boldly come to the throne of, and it says the throne of grace. And there we will receive mercy when we need it most. One of the things that I teach in this book is that the grace of God is covering every single season of your life. The highs, the lows, those terrible seasons, like I talked about a minute ago, even the good seasons, all of them are covered by the grace of God. And it's that grace and that goodness of God, which by the way, we never deserve, but Jesus paid for with his life. That grace of God empowers us to come close to him, no matter what is going on. There's never a point in time where God is not saying, I know that's a double negative, but there's never a point in time where God is not saying, come to me. Every single season, he's saying, come to me. Now, sometimes in some of those seasons, it feels impossible. We may only have five minutes at the feet of Jesus, but grace multiplies. I like to say you have grace for your place. That grace of God comes on that season and he multiplies whatever you give him. So if it's only five minutes while you're feeding a baby at 3 a.m., been there, the grace of God multiplies that time and makes that five minutes feel like 50. It's incredible. 
Yeah. So what are some practical ways that you can recommend to people in a very busy season or in a chaotic season where they just they just are, are struggling to to come to the Father? What are some practical tips that you could provide for them of ways that they can continue to, to have this personal growth and time with the Lord? You know, you mentioned, you know, being three o'clock in the morning, been there myself. You know, one of the things that I did when I was a young mom is I would make scripture cards so that I could memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. And then I would tape them inside my cabinets because I was always in the kitchen with three little boys that I was feeding. And so every time I'd open up the spice cabinet, there would be a scripture or on the pantry door or so what are some practical ways that you found to to get in the word? I love that question. Thank you so much for asking that. I I work with other women a lot on these on these very same issues. And one of the things that I think we often feel, I think anyone can feel this male or female. But I think especially for women, we feel pulled in every direction that seems to strike a chord with with us is that I feel like I'm pulled in 10 different directions on a given day. And there's actually a passage in scripture that is a lot like that. In Luke chapter 10, Mary and Martha, they live in a town called Bethany, and Jesus liked to visit their house a lot. And when we get to this story in scripture, Martha is pulled in every direction and she's trying to make a meal for Jesus and his disciples. And so she's busy rushing around. I can picture, imagine Jesus coming to your house. Like none of the children would be able to touch anything. Nobody move, nobody breathe. (laughs) No, you cannot sit on the couch. No, you cannot have a snack. Close, close the door to the laundry room. Someone, please don't let Jesus see the laundry room. So Martha is running all over the house. She's busy trying to prepare this meal. And she looks over to try to incorporate Mary into the work. But she finds Mary sitting and she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now, I imagine my reaction. I would be mad. And so scripture says that Martha goes in and says, Jesus, can you please tell Mary to get up and do something? And Jesus looks, I love Jesus's response. Jesus doesn't condemn her. He doesn't chastise her. And that's often the way we feel when we struggle in spending time with the Lord. We feel condemned, but that's not what Jesus did here. If you look in the NLT, it says that he responded by saying, my dear Martha, He says, you are busy with all of these details. If you look in the Greek, Jesus says in the Greek, you are anxious and troubled with all of these details. And then he says, your sister, Mary, she has found the one thing that is worth being concerned about. And I'm not going to take that away from her. And so what I take away from that passage is Jesus understands all the details that we have going on in our life, but he's actually defining the meaning of life in that moment. And he says, the reason why you are on this earth, the one thing is relationship with me. So I'll tell women and myself every day, (laughs) Let's prioritize relationship with the Lord. Just give him the best that you can. 
that might not be an hour right now, but yet in some times in your life, it might be an hour. Praise God for that. Right now, the best that you might have is five to 10 minutes. The best you might have might be worshiping the Lord with toddlers circling your feet. That is okay. The grace of God covers that. But I encourage you to put him first. Put relationship with him first. And then remember that he's always with you as you go throughout the rest of your day. Do you know, like when we were all quarantined at home during COVID and we spent all of that time with our spouses and they never left? (laughs) It's like that with Jesus. He's always with you. He's not annoying. Like sometimes our spouses might be. And he's, you can talk to him and you can connect with him at any given moment of your day. He's always saying, come to me. And you can spend that time with him while you're washing dishes, while you're, sometimes you may need to run to the restroom at work for just a minute to connect with the Lord. And that is good because he's always with you and he's always inviting you to come close. That's right. I cannot tell you how many arrow prayers I have prayed at my kitchen sink doing dishes. You know, it's just a sweet time of fellowship with the Lord because I'm just doing a very mundane task. And so, yeah. And and the really cool thing is that he's the creator of the universe that spoke the world into existence, yet he cares about each of us so much individually that he wants that relationship with us. And you're right. We're here to bring glory to him, to be in relationship with him, to love God and to love other people. And we can love other people when we've sought him first, right? So that's so good. So this has been so wonderful, Crystal. I've so enjoyed having you on the show. Tell the listeners the name of the book again and how they can connect with you. Yes. The name of the book is Grace to Grow. 40 devotions to release anxiety and dive into purpose. And you can pick it up if you go to grace to grow to.tv like television, and you can place your order there and or anywhere else where books are sold. And I would also love it if the leaders, after you get your 2023 devotional, uh, to connect with us on socials. We put out prayer requests every week. We pray over all of our followers, all of the requests, and we post encouragement to support your relationship with the Lord in this busy, chaotic world. That's so good. Thank you so much, Crystal. We've so enjoyed having you here today on By His Grace. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>